0: Welcome into the program. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Chris Ryan, and this is Growing on the Vine. This is a show that We get a chance to look at micro-ministry leaders in Southwest Riverside County. Now, you might be listening on podcast. You might be listening on stream. You might be listening on FM radio. However you are listening, thank you so much for being here. I want to start this episode out by letting you know that you can support this ministry. Growing on the Vine is a podcast and episode-based ministry of 102.5 The Vine, a Christian radio station a nonprofit Christian radio station in Southwest Riverside County in Southern California just like other nonprofits this ministry only survives with your support find the website of our radio station at 1025thevine.org and you'll find a donate link on the very top of the page click on that and you can become a supporter You can also find a link on our app. Just search 1025 The Vine in your app store and click on Donate. It's only because of you that this kind of long-form journalism is able to be produced and shared with Southwest Riverside County and the world. Our guest on this episode is Sue Freeze. Now, if you're in California, you may have heard Sue Freeze on the radio. She has her own radio show. And yes, her show airs on 102.5 The Vine and many other radio stations up and down California. And you can find out more information about Sue Freeze and the Sue Freeze show at Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, dot com. About 40 years ago, Sue's son Tyson had a health emergency. And as a mom, Sue was out. To do something about it, Sue Freeze is a mom, a business owner, a local leader, an on-air personality, a professional dancer, and a great friend of the show. This is my conversation with Sue Freeze. Your radio show. I want to go back to how it started and and what the theme is and what your goal is to bring to people every week.
1: Okay, I'll start with the goal. Is um, the Lord's place in my heart to help people reach their full potential and their full potential with their purpose. The When I was thinking and considering about my show and what I want to talk about, because that was one of the questions when I was asked to do it, Uh, it wasn't something I came up with. I don't think I ever would have come up with me being a radio show host. But when it was asked, and uh, it was with prayer that um, I have a show, I'm like, what am I going to call it? What am I going to talk about? And what's it going to be about? And when I came up with this, it's a Sufri Show Sufri's spelt like fries. One word, dot com. That was fourteen lovely years ago. Um, the show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Because when I when I circle around and think about my life and what the Lord has taught me, is that those three words seem to be just so. Prevalent in my my life is the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection, because I do have a purpose. God creates all of us with a purpose, and a lot of us just don't know what that purpose is, and I think that as we're searching for that, I always tell people, what are you good at? Because God gives us gifts, right? We're not all good at everything. And in workplace, I find that, you know, I'm looking for the gaps in what I'm good at so that I can have somebody else fill in that gap. My son works with me. His name is Tyson. And he said that on an interview once. He goes, yeah, my mom and I, we work really well together because she has her gifts and I have mine and we fill in each other's gaps. And I thought, how perfect, because that's exactly true. And when you're looking for other people, just like when I was in ministry and I was a a head of 10 usher teams um, in the church that I was dealing with, along with doing the spiritual gifts, I was the one that would direct people on where they should serve in church. And it was really wonderful to be able to do that because people sometimes just don't understand their giftings. So I think we all should be, you know, searching and asking the Lord to to show us, and sometimes it's right in front of us and we don't know it. Um, part of the other question, it was 14 years, and how that came about was, uh, I own uh, E. coli Termite and Pest Control, which is an alternative treatment company to take care of normal problems that we have when we have them, termite problems, pest control, rodent exclusions, uh, insulation, we do all of those things and a bit more. And um, So when I got involved, I, I married into this business, I came from a fashion industry background And I went from fashion to bugs, and I always laugh about that when I say that. I went from fashion to bugs. And you never know where God's going to place you, but I always say bloom where you're planted. And that's not mine. It's not original. I got it from somewhere, and I won't take credit for it, but I loved it. So bloom where you're planted. You know, it's like Moses. What did he use? He used what he had in his hand, right? We we have to use what we have in our hand. And sometimes we don't realize the, the power of what we have in our hand, and somebody needed to hear that. So that's for you. So um, I was on the radio, Salem Communications, Christian radio, because that's my heart and that's my desire is to to speak into people and help them. Um, Someone came to me. It was Bob Hastings, the general manager of Salem Communications, and he's the one that sat me down. Good thing I was sitting. I would have fallen into my chair. Uh, And he asked me, he said, you know, I think you're supposed to have your own show. And I said, that's really funny. I said, you're kidding, right? And he says, no, I'm not kidding. I said, I work 16-hour days, and, you know, again, what am I going to call it, and what am I going to, you know, all that. So that's how that all started, and I don't know. You asked me like five questions, so I don't know if I handled all of them, but I think I think I kind of did.
0: 14 years ago is when the show started. Yes. And it's not just one station. You have numerous stations up and down the coast. You interact with listeners from numerous areas of California.
1: Well, with the Internet now, I'm all over the world, and I have people connecting with me all over the world. And because of the Internet, people can access the messages from anywhere at any time, and that makes it lo- lovely. You know, iTunes, uh, iHeart, you know, and then my my uh, website, which I highly recommend to anybody go to my website. I've spent a lot of money on the website and there is something free, and everybody loves something that's free. So I will tell you right now that um, I'm, I'm really big also on the transforming. You will be renewed by the transforming of your mind. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I apologize. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and that's Matthew 22 or something around that. And that happened to me, you know, and I think he's constantly changing uh, and reevaluating my mind because I think that the power of our belief system— you know, what you believe you will achieve. And as a man thinketh, so is he. Same with the woman. And this is a speech I had yesterday. And it's so true. And the power of our words is so important. And I'm learning how to choose my words more wisely because I've been put on a microphone and because I'm a leader and because I have, I have a lot of people following me, as a leader. And so what we do every minute of every day, who we talk to, how we talk, tone of the way we deliver the message is so vitally important to the health of other people. And so I'm sensitive in the spirit. I'm discerning to know that I need to watch what I say, how I say it, when I say it. And wouldn't that be true in our personal relationships, husband, wife, parent, child, uh, you know, sister, brother, all of those things. We need to be sensitive to what we're trying to do. I want to edify the Lord, I want him to come through me. I always pray, Lord, let me have eyes to see the way you see them. Let me have ears to hear what you really want me to hear and have my feet walk where you want me to walk. I I just want to be like him. And I know that people say, you know, what would Jesus do? And I do ask myself that. I got a little bracelet that says pray first because I want to pray first, because I want to be walking in his spirit so that I can be more like him um i i personally feel that i have a calling on my life and i take that seriously with every choice i make everything that i do i try to be careful that i'm doing what god would want me to do do i fall short absolutely and he tells us that we will you know you know we will all fall short of the glory of god but does that mean we stop trying to be like that? No, it just means that we are going to fall short and we got to cut ourselves some slack or give us grace. The acronym for grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. And he did send his only son for you and for me to cover us so that we can be pure and clean and white as snow so we can move forward in not living in our past and we can move forward in our future and be released of all that has happened up to this point. Somebody needs to hear that too. There's healing and forgiveness. Um, I, I'm led by the Spirit, and I will say that I, I think the thing that I see more than anything in the world is the lack of forgiveness. You know, judge and you too shall be judged, in the measure that you judge, you too shall be judged. So let's not judge, let's love. My mother-in-law just died two days ago, and I have to say she's 95, 97 And um, she was the most loving and the least judging of any woman I've ever known in my life. And she has such an impact of those that she come in contact with. And so let me just ask you, um, what are you doing with your life? And are you making every moment count? This is not a dress rehearsal. This is our journey. And what we do with it every minute of every day matters. So make sure that what you're doing, what you're hearing, what you're saying, what you're eating all of those things matter to the future and the health of those that are watching you and following you.
0: Sue Fries is our guest on the show today. Now, Sue, you had mentioned that you feel this calling on your life and that really seems to tie well into one of the themes of your show is passion and helping people find that passion. So, how do you uh, can you take that experience that you see and the idea is to teach others that you have a calling on your life, too, even though you might not know it or recognize it.
1: Mm-hmm. Each of us does because, you know, he says that we create. he's created us for a specific purpose. So if he created you and he had something in mind, he meaning the Lord, God, Holy Spirit, I mean, he is three. If he has created you for a specific purpose, then it's up to us to kind of be guided by that. And the only way you can do that is by being quiet which is difficult for me i just admit it i I, I have trouble being quiet you know be still and know that i am god i'm like okay i'm trying to be still god i'm so trying to be still but it's difficult but if we are still it's amazing what comes just in our minds and in our spirit that helps us with that next decision or that next choice that we make we are making choices every minute of every day and my mom used to say something to me god rest her soul she used to say, Susie, you you make decisions all day and you're going to reap the reward or suffer the consequence. And don't we do that? You know, there's rewards or there's consequences.
0: Sue Fries is our guest. Sue, one of the other titles on your business card is author. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell us more about the books that you participated in, one you've written on your own. Start with your books and the, and the story that they tell and what they're That's teaching.
1: a great subject for me. Well, first of all, that the first book was birthed during a time when I wasn't able to walk. So I got thrown off of a horse, shattered my leg in a million pieces, a metal plate, 10 pins, 16 hours later, and six months in a wheelchair with, you know, not movability. I had to depend on others, something I'm not good at. And, uh, you know, during that time, it's like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything but weight because and, and, I couldn't put weight on my leg. So during that time, that was the time that was carved out in order for me to do something that was in my mind, but just never had time to do it. And so now, you know, all of a sudden this door is open for me to do it. And so I did it. And uh, it's called Learning to Breathe. It's not a yoga book. People say, oh, is it a yoga book? I'm like, no, because I don't know about you, but sometimes I just have to b- remember to breathe, you know, I'll, I'll just have to take a minute to breathe because I know that, you know, eventually my body would make me breathe or I would faint. I get that. But sometimes in my stress, anxiety, which I know we're not supposed to be anxious for anything, but I will need to just say, Susie, just breathe, just breathe. And then I I just stop and I breathe. And with my son, chronic asthmatic, I had asthma as a child, so I know what it feels like to not be able to breathe. And if you never have to experience not being able to breathe, then you don't understand the fear that comes when you can't get oxygen, when you can't breathe, it's like drowning. And to me, that would be the worst death uh, is drowning. But I-, I just think about that because I know how it was for me. And then here's my poor little son at two years old having his first asthma attack. And here I went and just going, oh, I felt responsible because it's genetic. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, it's my fault. But then I found out it might not, not have been, but it doesn't matter. I took care of him as, as well as I could. Um, I I had to learn, I took a journey and I had to learn how to minimize his triggers, I had to look at his food he was eating, um, the weather changes, the laundry detergent I was using because he would get on his pillow, and the pillow he was using, was it down, is he allergic to feathers, there was so much, and then I had to strip all the carpet out of the house and I had to make it floor that I could wipe down, I, I cleaned every day because guess what, my son was allergic to dust. Uh Uh-huh. Dust. Now, that's kind of hard to remedy, but I did my best. I had a water vacuum. Everybody made fun of me because the most important things for me was my cleaning tools, you know, because I was cleaning all the time. I didn't have a housekeeper. We couldn't afford one. So, I was cleaning every day along with doing everything else I was doing because I wanted my son to not have to suffer. When he suffered, I suffered too because, you know, as a mother, you know, if you could take the pain away from your child, you're going to do it in a heartbeat moms and dads. uh, And that was me. I just I wanted to do everything I could to make it better for him. So in that journey, I learned so many things. And one of the things I learned was the products, the chemicals um, that we're using to clean can be a trigger. And along with that, also the chemicals like pesticides, which is the business that I went into. And so what I did was after 20 years of working for another company, um, that was a traditional company that used pesticides and all those things, which they, they have a use and they have a, a, a purpose. I'm not saying get rid of them. I'm just saying let's be smart about what we're doing. And so I had the opportunity after 20 years of working in that company and building it from two franchises to, to five, um, I had an opportunity to buy Ecola, Eco L.A. And what I liked about this company was is that they had alternative treatments, such as the heat process. It's clean, hot air. It's using Mother Nature. Uh, They also have an electro gun, which is electricity, 9,000 volts of electricity that zaps them and kills them. And it's using electricity. There is no chemical involved. There's also borates, which is like table salt. So these are just a few of the products and, and the methods that I thought, I'm impressed with this company. And so all of a sudden, I made the comment to the owners, and I said, when are you guys going to retire? Because they seemed older. And I was just joking at the time, but they called back like a week later saying, I don't know anyone I would rather have to own this company but you. But what I didn't realize is that at this time, I didn't know how many zeros there were in a million. I really truly did not know how many zeros there were in a million, but I learned quickly. And the company was expensive for me, and it was the biggest bite to chew, and I, I had no idea how I was going to make it happen. I just knew that I needed to, and so I did. I bit the bullet. I went way out of my comfort zone, like way out of my comfort zone. And now Ecola is one of the top 100 companies in North America.
0: You started that, and we were talking about Tyson. Yes. Two years old, right?
1: Tyson, yes. How
0: old is Tyson now?
1: He is 41. His health is better. He's, he's always going to have to have an inhaler for that time when he— you know, has an issue, but um, he's much better than he was, and he's careful about what he does. Um, Exercise can bring it on, you know, something he does can bring it on, or if he's already starting to get sick, it causes more of a problem. But yeah, he's much better, and he works with Ecola. He's been working there a long time, and uh, we work together, so it's really wonderful. I I really enjoy our relationship.
0: Sue Fries is our guest on the show. You had mentioned Ecola, and this was a company, you were kind of in the business. Mm But Ecola has something that really stands out to you. It's a natural way for pest control and termite. Mm-hmm. When we think about termites, you think about the old clown tent over the house, yes. right? But fumigation. this is another okay. another way that is safe for the family. It's a lot different than fumigation.
1: It is. It's not using um, fumigation. It's it's not. Um, but it's using clean hot air. But uh you know, it's it's limited in its ability. And so what we do is we give free inspections. And so we will go to a house because, you know, a lot of people just don't understand this whole world. And believe me, if I didn't talk about it around the dinner table, I I don't know if I'd want to, you know, know that much about it either. But because of the business I'm in, it's important that I do know because I'm supposed to be the expert. Uh, I say I'm a licensed killer. So we have 80 employees and seven offices and what we do is we have heat trucks, we have electric guns, we have all kinds of um, abilities to take care of problems. So when we go to a house and we do a free inspection, we will listen to the needs of the customer and then we will come up with and design the proper solution for that individual situation if somebody's going through cancer therapy, if they're going through cancer um if they have chemical sensitivities then those are people that i that we could resolve the issue without dealing with the things that would normally be what they would be able to choose from so by having all of these things in our toolbox it just makes it easier for us to provide the best solution for an individual need and tyson's the one that actually goes and does the inspections and he's very knowledgeable
0: sue freeze is our guest in her show on the vine the sue freeze show I think I had heard on your show, Acola is hiring, but it sounds like the way that you describe it, this is more than a job. This can be a career in an industry that somebody can get into, learn about, and really help their family. Tell me about that.
1: Absolutely. It is a career, and uh, what we say is we need you to have a great attitude. Great attitude. You have to be physically, it's in a physical agility you have to have because you're climbing in the attic, you're climbing underneath a house. You can't be afraid of dead rats or Black Widow spiders either, um, but you have to have a clean driving record because you're driving our vehicles and you have to be a, a safe driver and you have to be willing to do what's necessary to get the job done. If you are one of those people and you're looking for a career, then we will help you get the certifications, the licensing. We will help you move up the ladder. I have people that have been with me 20, 30 years, and uh, I just feel good about that. It's like a home. It's a family. It's a team. And no job is too big, too small for anyone. I will empty trashes. I clean the floors. I'll do whatever's necessary because I lead by example. And I want all of us to have that attitude that, you know, you just do what's necessary to get the job done, and customer service becomes it is above all else. We have five core values, and in our core values, um, integrity is number one. I think integrity is so important to life. You know, if you can't trust a person and if you can't trust a company, then it doesn't feel very good, does it? The, n- the next one is dependability, because when you call and schedule an appointment, we need to make sure we can get out there in the time that you asked for us to get out there and do the job to the best of our ability. That's our responsibility. Number three is customer service above all else. Number three is respect one another. We have to respect one another. If we don't respect one another, what kind of world is this? Right? We, we see a lot of disrespect these days, and it's kind of sad for me. And then uh, advancement is based on merit. It's not necessarily how long you've been here. It's how much have you produced, how much have you put in to the wealth and the health of the company and those that you're working with. So those are our core values. And, uh, oh, do the job right the first time. That's another one. So that's what we live on. That's that's what bases all our discipline on is is those qualities. And so if that fits your bell, if you feel like you could live within those parameters, then you might be a very good candidate to come and um reach out to us because we're looking, and we have seven offices, so we cover a large area.
0: Tell me how somebody would actually apply.
1: Just go to termitelady.com, and there's an application on there. You fill it out, and then you can, then we'll call you or you call us, and then we can talk to you.
0: Seven locations. Here in Southwest Riverside County. I have two. You have two. Yeah. Where, where are those at?
1: Quail Valley. Okay. We have one we just opened. I only have one employee there right now, but we need at least five. And Moreno Valley.
0: Sufries is our guest on the show. You also are a keynote speaker.
1: Yes, I am. This is a new chapter in my life, and I've got people that want me to come speak to them. Um, we talked yesterday. I was um, nominated for CEO of the Year, and what a blessing and an honor. And I got to speak there. And I, I just, the people encouraged me because they came up after and said, you know, just listening to you has caused me to be so inspired and to think about my words and think about what I'm doing in my life. And I, it just made. Me very happy because I just want to speak into people's lives and and if I can speak into more people's lives, then it just helps. And I think having that personal uh, contact by being able to see the faces and um, to you know to feel, uh, whereas on the radio like right now, it's a one way conversation. I'm speaking into a mic and I know there's people listening, but I don't know who you are because I can't see you. But on stage even with the lights hitting my eyeballs, I could still see the faces, and I could see that everybody's eyes were focused on me. They weren't in their phones, looking at their whatevers, and you know, they might be taking notes a little bit, but they were always looking at me, so I knew that whatever I was saying, or what the Lord was speaking through me, that it was making a difference in their lives, and that's what I want to do, is make a difference, because so many people have impacted me in my life, and I just want to pay
0: it forward. One of the topics that I had seen on on your website in in your arena of keynote speaking is biblical principles in the workplace, and I love this. We could use more of that. Mm -hmm. Sue Fries is our guest. Talk to me about biblical principles in the workplace and how this is important and and how this comes across in in your keynote speeches.
1: Well, there are scriptures, and I don't have reference to them right now because I don't have my Bible in front of me, but... uh, You know, one thing is the gossip rumor thing. You know, so many times around the water, the water bottle, the water um, drinking fountain, whatever it is, uh, people are talking and they're talking about somebody else. So then somebody else is isolated and, and set apart. And, you know, how many times are those things not even truth? And then it causes this reaction and it's a bad one. The other thing is, um, that's one of them. It talks about gossip and rumor and it's not being, it's not being godly and it's not being healthy. It's not doing anything to edify people. So that's not a good thing to do. So I try to squelch that as much as possible and teach people that if you have a problem with somebody, you go to that person, you talk to that person alone. This is biblical. You go to the person they have a problem with, you talk it out with that person. If you cannot, then you get somebody else involved, a third party that can help resolve the issue a mediator somebody that can be in the middle this is this is godly um, but to talk to people that really can't do anything about it's just spreading this thing and it gets how many times do you play that operator uh sh- you know i just remember that way back in school and how it gets so messed up in in translation all the way around so it's just not the best way to go i'm talking with my hands sorry anyway that's one the other thing is um you know um those that do well with little get more I have a thing where I will give a company truck to a, a technician and we take pictures of all four sides. We do an inventory of the truck and like scratches, just like when you rent a car, you know, any dance, any scratches, anything like that. And then uh, as we bring in a new truck and we look at uh, the odometer reading and, and everything, we look at who is taking care of what they have. And we always tell people, when I give you a new vehicle or I give you a vehicle, you have the first option to buy this truck when it's up for for sale. So people usually take care of things if they think they have ownership at the end of it. So that's biblical. And then the other part of that is um, they get new. Like if someone's taking really good care of their vehicle and we're doing a trade or something, then if they didn't want that, they would be the first one to get the new. And that's biblical. So I have a lot of things like that. And to me, it's just so comforting. Here's another one. Um, Somebody that calls out a lot, which they get written up and everything for, but when it gets slower... Seasons, You know, we're a seasonal company in November, December, January, February. Take your vacation. Take your medical things. Do what you have to do because we're slower then. And I try to keep everybody busy because everybody needs that paycheck. And I get that. So I I look at who has been dependable, who has not called out last minute, and who has been, you know, responsible. And those people are the first ones I'm going to make sure that I have worked for. Those that have called out and had other things and not been responsible or have not been considerate. Those are the ones that I'm not as concerned about. I'm just being real. I'm not as concerned about making sure they have. Those are the ones that are going to sit out because they have chosen to sit out when we needed them most. So that's biblical, too. It's like, uh, you know, the talents, the the thing with the talents, you know, it's like, what are you going to do with what God has given you? And what you do with what God has given you is going to prove what to do next or what you should have next. So, you know, do your best at all times, not for your boss, but for God.
0: As a business owner with a workplace based on biblical principles and your company gets a chance to be a witness through work, right? I have
1: non-believers listening to my show. In fact, my assistant was a non-believer and she has to prepare, help prepare my show. So I have her uh, reading scripture, I have her looking at Sarah Young in his presence, who just died recently, which is so sad. Um, anyway, so she's getting filled, you know, indirectly because of her job, and she loves it. She loves that she's getting this because she never had that growing up. Um, also, you know, when I have a meeting or I have food that I deliver, like I'll bring food in or so, I'll say, "Hey, you guys, I, you know, you don't have to take, you, you don't have to bow your head, you don't have to pray, but." I'm hoping you will respect that we are going to pray for our food right now. And so I do. And I don't push it on anybody. It's just that I have to be true to me and I have to be true to God. And so if I feel like I'm doing something well, like I do, you know, a 401k for my employees, I try to take care of them even when they don't understand what I'm doing. Um, I try to do what's best for them. So those are things that I think I should be doing.
0: Sue Freeze is our guest. You talked about working within your gifts. Tell me about that.
1: What are you good at Uh, in school? Like when I interview, I'll ask people, you know, what what did you get the best grades in? Because I want to know kind of where their their mind is, right? And they'll say, oh, I wasn't good in school. I'm like, well, what were you good at? And then we will talk about that. And then we talk about, you know, athletics versus mentally. You know, my my son, Tyson, that we already talked about, um, is ADD. And he's had it since, you know, really young. And it took me until fourth grade to understand what that meant because I didn't realize what it was. I just, I knew he couldn't focus and I knew that he, if you gave him more than three things to do, he would only get one. And it would frustrate him and frustrate me because I didn't understand it. And so um, a doctor gave me a book called Why, Why Can't Johnny Concentrate? And when I read that book, it helped me so much. And men have more of this than women do, but it is something that is real. I don't know if it needs the drugs that are being um, asked to take because I think that they just give a pill to make it go away. And I feel like our, our, they're just wanting to make more money and, and not really dealing with what the issues are. So I think that there's a lot to it. Um and I, I actually tried all the medication that my child was going to be put on and just to see what it did to me. And that might seem unreasonable unre- for some people, but for me, as, um, they, they gave me Ritalin. I mean, I, they gave him Ritalin, and I took it. It didn't affect me the same as it affected him. But I tell you, when I gave it to him, I gave it to him because we were having struggles in school. And within three hours, my son, who was very easygoing, loving, happy, but just having trouble breathing most of the time and concentrating. He put himself in the re- the bathroom. I'll never forget it because it scared the daylights out of me. He locked the door. He never did that. And uh, he wouldn't come out and he was yelling at me like I, I'm like, who are you? I don't even know you. You're not my son. And I realized it was the Ritalin. And I'm like, I will live with the ADD. I will live with the asthma. I am not going to live with that. And I'm getting chills on my, in my on my skin right now because it scared me so much. I walked into the other room where the TV was on, and there was a news thing about Ritalin and suicide with little children. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, I mean, how could I do that to my kids? So, immediately, that was the end of that. Um, I'm not telling you parents not to do that. I mean, I think that you just got to be really discerning, and watch your child very carefully cuz it could be a food allergy allergy it could be something else that's triggering something so just really don't just trust your doctor you know you are the mom you are the dad you are the the one you know responsible for that child so please do due diligence with your child and make sure that what you're doing with them is the proper thing for them i actually homeschooled my son because he wasn't ready for 7th grade and it was the best year um, homeschooling. He went to work with me. He had a desk at work. So I was working, doing what I needed to do, but I also was homeschooling him. And I taught him skill sets on how to comprehend, read better. And he did better in school after that one one year with me.
0: I want to go there for just a second. I know a lot of parents here are looking for, what alternative do I have to the public school system? A lot of parents think they can't homeschool. You're kind of evidence that you can if you put your mind to it, Right.
1: Well, what's important to you, you know, you were put in your, I'm not trying to cause a guilt thing here at all, because, you know, we all have our own trials and tribulations. So I'm going to be sensitive to you listeners. Um, But I am going to say that you have these children, God put them in your, your lap. I mean, they're yours. Okay. And you are responsible for them. You are their protector. You are their provider. You know, God is the promises, you know, his promises are true today, tomorrow and forever. And his promises we can stand on. And PR, I think of words and promises and provider you know protector, they're all PRs and you parents are those things for your children so you are responsible whether you like it or not, you are responsible for your children and you need to take care of them first, I mean they are, there's nobody there, you, they were born into your care, they didn't choose you, okay, God chose them to be your child and you made them so, you know, take responsibility and do what's right for them and look for opportunities. And homeschooling is a viable option. And I have to tell you, with COVID, there was so much more um, unity and family time. And those were some of the people I talked to. So this is the most delightful time they ever had because the children actually, you know, got connected with their parents much better than before.
0: Sue Fries is our guest on the show. There's a couple of areas that you had mentioned before we came on air. And one of them... That is a title in your business card, mm-hmm. competitive dancer.
1: Yes. Yes, I have. Um, if you're old enough to remember Dick Clark and American Bandstand, I'll give you a little trivia. In 1978, I'm that old, can't even believe it, but in 1978, my partner and I, his name's John, my, my nickname was Magic, we won a car. We each won a car on American Bandstand. They have an annual dance contest. It was an eight-week contest. Every week we had a different routine that we had to do and... Um, and then the last one is the five couples get to line up with the car. Dick Clark comes and announces. And then I have a video on my website that shows when I was announced, when we were announced winners. And I almost broke my, my partner's nose because I was right in front of him. And I jumped up. And I, I, I might have broken his nose. I don't know. But then Dick Clark asked us to do a dance with no rehearsal, just to dance. And so we did. Our dance was uh, Last Dance with Donna Summer. And it was a wonderful dance. Anyway, so yeah, dancing something I've been doing a long time. I was a gymnast in high school. And then I love dancing. I've always loved dancing. But when I got married, I married a man with two left feet. He will admit that. And uh, I didn't dance for 20 years. Why? Because of what I said previous as far as the children. My responsibility was to be the best parent I could be. And I was taking the time to learn how to be the best parent, the best wife, the best Christian I could possibly be. So 20 years was taken from me, or I gave it. It wasn't taken from me. It was the biggest blessing. But then when my kids, uh, in 2000, when I bought Ecola, which was in 2000, my son was graduating high school. He had his license. He could drive my daughter to school because I was the one that drove the kids to school every day. And I was the one that at 2 o'clock, I was in the parking lot waiting for my kids to get out of school. And I listened to um, Family Life Today to learn how to be a better parent. And I love to advertise right at that time because I figured there's parents still doing what I was doing way back then. And I learned a lot about that. And so I took 20 years out. And then at that time, I bought my company. My son was graduating. My daughter was taken care of. And I thought, you know what? Now it's time. I'm going to go and I'm going to check out what's going on in the dance scene. And the dances that I did weren't available anymore. So I got into the country scene because that's what was available. And Borderline um, was where I would go. And I learned Um, cha-cha waltz nightclub two-step west coast and I competed in all of those dances and I loved it and then I learned Argentine tango Uh, and so I have quite a few dances and I love to compete in in those dances because I'm a performer by nature and uh, I'm very competitive if you haven't noticed I'm just competitive and I'm competitive against me not other people I compete against me I want to be better every single day than I was yesterday and so I'm competing against me and uh, so that's what I do. I did that in gymnastics, too, is I competed against my best score. I wanted to get better than my best score, just like I want to have higher numbers today than I had last year. I want to always be better. And we have. Thank you, God. We've always had better numbers than the year before. So that's saying we're doing something right.
0: Sue Freeze is our guest on the show today. What is next for the ministry of Sue Freeze?
1: Okay. Well, I've just been asked to be the president of uh, Board of Directors for Project Cuddles now i'm going to be vulnerable and transparent with you right now if you listen to my show at all you're going to know these things already but if you don't um i had an abortion young in my life and i'm not proud of that by any means but if i can use it for god's glory and i can use it for other people to feel what i feel now going through the healing process that i didn't even know i needed um i will say that now i've been asked to do something in that arena project cuddles is um an organization you can look it up and um I've got a house for them, and it's for mothers who don't know if they're going to keep the baby or they're going to go through the the process and have the child birthed and uh, um, adopted. And so what this Project Cuddles is, is it's um, preventing children, babies, from being put in dumpsters. Um, they've saved over I think it, the number is at 760 babies currently. So this is a nonprofit organization, and I have a nonprofit organization, and I think I'm going to combine them because mine um, involves a house that we have right here in uh, local. And the house is uh, it's the DSF Foundation, which stands for Disciples Set Free. And my daughter came up with a name. I thought it was going to be Dream Set Free. And she goes, no, Mom, it needs to be disciples Set Free. And I thought, that is so much better. And so that's what we're doing with that. And Project Cuddles, please look it up. And if you'd like to donate, um, they need the funds. And they are saving babies.
0: Sue Freeze is our guest, and The Sue Freeze Show airs here on 102.5 The Vine, Saturdays at 11. Tell us again how we can find you online. You're everywhere, but give us some more specifics.
1: People say, Sue, you get around. I said, yes, in a good way. I get around in a good way. Um, Yeah, and I'm getting picked up even more. And it's amazing. In the country world, I'm getting picked up. um, The country stations, which is secular, right? And they want my my biblically-based show on country. And I think, how appropriate, because I love country music. <sighs> anyway, so how do you find me? You go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. And I started to say that on my website, I, I didn't get there. I kind of rabbit trailed. But if you go to my when, not if, when you go to my website, there are the I am's. Because there's so many things coming at you. You have your own voice, your own self-talk, but you also have other people that are speaking in your lives, which I did growing up and even in my marriage. And I will tell you that sometimes those things that are being said to you are not truth. They're not what God says about you. So if you really, truly want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you can go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, and get the I am's. It's who God says you are. For instance, I am victorious. I am an ambassador to Christ. I can do all things. These things are things that God says. It's, it's his words over your life. And he created you. So who would you want to listen to as your creator? So go there, download, they're free, three pages, download the I am's. It's a gift I give to people all the time because I feel like I wish I would have had those when I was growing up, going through all of the unhealthy boundaries and letting people speak into my life that shouldn't have been speaking into my life. What they were speaking was untruth. And I needed people to speak truth. So I want to speak truth into your lives and the Lord wants you to understand who you are in him. So go to Sufri, Spelt Like Fries, um, push the button for free IMs and uh, renew your mind.
0: Sue Fries is our guest. What did we miss?
1: Oh man, I don't know, you're really good. You asked all the questions that I could think of. Other than, you know, I just, I, I just if I could speak into your life right now and just say that God has a plan for you. He's, he, you know, he knew every hair on your head. He knew every word before you speak it. He knows you. It's just, you, don't, you might not realize that he's there. You just might not feel his presence. But he is there, and sometime down your life you're going to Maybe understand that He was there, even though you don't feel Him. There was so many times in my life I said, "God, where are You? Where are You? I don't feel Your presence right now, and I just want to feel You embrace me. I just want to be held right now," and and I cried. I mean, I just had tears flowing down my eyes when all this was happening because it was just so much that I just didn't understand. And as things started to unfold, and the Lord tried to, He, he started revealing things to me. I just it, it became so much clearer that He had His hand on me. It wasn't his fault that I broke my leg. It wasn't his fault that I was sexually molested. It wasn't his fault that I was raped. It it wasn't his fault that I chose to have an abortion. That's not his fault. He doesn't want bad things to happen, just like his parents. We don't want bad things to happen to our children. He grieves when we make poor choices. But the beauty is, is grace is sufficient for you and me god's riches at christ's expense he is there and the main thing that i learned this biggest thing for me and i don't know if i got there is forgiveness forgiveness we need to forgive others for trespassing against us because look at by holding on to that you become bitter and you're not hurting that other person at all believe me i know this firsthand you're not hurting that other person by holding on to that anger and that hurt you need to release that be freed of that bondage and then the 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 most important thing is after you've done that work is to actually forgive yourself, to be able to look in the mirror and understand, yes, you made a mistake, you did something that you shouldn't have done, but you know what? We can't keep beating ourselves up because then all we're doing is hindering the spirit. We're not able to, to be. I would not be who I am talking on this radio to you right now if I hadn't got the healing I needed in order to understand who I am in Christ. And by me understanding that he forgives me and that I'm washed white and clean and white as snow and that I can move forward in not my past or even my present, but that I can move forward in his grace. I can move forward into what he has for me. And I want to be all I can be, not for me, but for him. And I'm hoping this helps you. And if you're crying right now, I just sense there's tears flowing and I'm sensing this and I just want you to know he loves you. He hears you and he's there for you. All you have to do is reach up and ask him and he'll be there, ask and you shall receive. Know he's there for you. Just know it and just speak to him and he'll be there for you.
0: I was in a conversation with a group of men a week or so ago, and we were talking on topics about things that happened early in our lives. The Lord just reminded me, he's forgiven me once, but he's told me he's forgiven me thousands of times. And he'll tell me the same thing tomorrow, but he doesn't have to forgive me thousands of times. Maybe he has to remind me, but he forgave me once, years and years and years ago. And you had mentioned sometimes we don't forgive ourselves. Ecola is a vine branch partner here at 1025 The Vine. How can we reach a Ecola.
1: TermiteLady.com is probably the easiest to remember. Ecolatermite.com is the website, and Termite Lady goes to that website. So whatever you can remember, that's the website. If you wanted a phone number, I could give you that too. Is that okay? Sure. 877-332-2847, and 2847 spells bugs. So 332-2847.
0: Thank you for coming.
1: My pleasure. Are you kidding? This has been delightful. Thank you so much. You're a great you know, interviewer, you, you pulled so much out of me. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> I want to thank Sue Freeze for dropping by the studio and recording an episode with us. You can find all of the episodes of Growing on the Vine on our podcast. Just search Growing on the Vine wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all of the platforms. And if you're in Southern California, you can hear all of our episodes Saturday and Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. on 102.5 The Vine in Southwest Riverside County. And of course, you can stream our shows and our FM. Christian radio station anywhere worldwide. Just find the listen button at 1025thevine.org or on the 1025 The Vine app. My name's Chris Ryan. It has been a pleasure spending time with you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk again next time. God bless.